Hello, my name is Stephanie W. and my number is 706-332-0695 and that's Eastern Standard Time. And um, like I said before, my name is Stephanie W. and I am a compulsive overeater. My recovery consisted of several several relapses. Uh, this time I have been in OA for six months and have lost 60 pounds since I've been in program. Um, as a compulsive overeater, my life was completely out of control, and this consisted of my top weight of being 330 in a 330 pound body size, um, and it consisted of me uh, writing bad checks and not paying my bills, and most of the time I had money to pay my bills, but I chose to uh, support my habit, which was eating and overeating, and uh, a lot of times I chose not to even buy clothes or things like that. Um, I just really didn't take care of myself at all because the only thing that was important to me was just making sure that I had food, and for some reason, I always had this fear of food, of running out of food, so... I made sure that I had plenty of it, even at the cost of not uh, of not paying my bills. And um, my life was more about food, food, and more food. And um, I lost a lot of things to this disease. Um, I lost a uh, military commission when I only had 20 pounds to lose. For some reason, I just couldn't get it together. And instead of losing, I end, my weight ended up going up and just getting that's when it really started to get um, out of control was at the point when I was about 20 or 21 years old. I started, um, I had gained, had a, um, I had gained um, more than 20 pounds, so therefore I had to be asked to um, leave the uh, ROTC program, even though I had completed all four years. I had completed all the requirements. The only thing is I just couldn't make, meet the weight requirements, so I lost it. And I would buy food from several restaurants, and I still didn't see myself as having a problem because I was so in denial that my life was unmanageable. I really didn't even realize just how out of control it was, and I was even buying food from several um, restaurants, and um, it, it one for, like, for lunch, I might stop at four or five restaurants and place the food in the back seat waiting until I get home. And I didn't even realize that I had bought all that, those plates till I got home and I would look in the back seat getting ready to pull out one meal and I would see where I stopped at five different places. And I did not have any memory or recollection of going to all those eating places. And it wasn't until I came in the program and talked to a sponsor and she told me that uh, one of my sponsors that I worked with had told me that that would be more equivalent to what a, a AA person would call a blackout. When you do things that you don't even realize you're doing, it's kind of like you you having an alcoholic blackout. So um, I, I still didn't really see myself as being out of control because I thought that I could pretty much control what I ate, control. And I, it, that this is just the insanity of how the disease had my mind going. That as out of control as I was, I couldn't even remember going to eating places. I still thought that I could control my eating, and um, and my disease had uh, in my disease uh, there was no uh, I had no real friends, and I even tried to buy friends because I was one of those people that 
I would ask people to go out to eat with me, and I was always the one buying. Um, I felt like if I spent money on you, then you had to be loyal to me because you owed me something. But that's not always the – I mean, obviously everybody doesn't feel that way, but that's how I was – I believe that if I bought you food, then you're supposed to be my friend. And I always also tried various diets in this disease, and they tried thinking that I could control it with just a diet and exercise. And all these things were uh, – such as Weight Watchers, and I tried calorie counting and counting fats and counting carbs. And my last final attempt was when I had gastric bypass um, November the 30th of last year. And that, uh, which I kind of find um, the humor in the story, is that's what brought me to the OA this final time and really showed me that if I don't really get this eating under control, um, this eating could pretty much could be the end of be the um end of my life because food was go I was gonna kill myself with this food. And uh, when I got finished uh with the gastric bypass it did not cure my disease. My disease was still in my mind. And even though I had this smaller stomach, I still wanted to stuff it with stuff that I wanted. Even though sometimes I would get sick from it. I still wanted what I wanted. And at times when the um, surgery first, uh, when I was in recovery from it, um, and I could not eat like I wanted to eat, my temper would get all out of control. And I would find myself at work screaming and yelling at the kids in my classroom. Um, I just couldn't, uh, it just seemed like I, for whatever reason, the least little thing it irritated me, and I would just go off and say things that I normally wouldn't say. And what really kind of brought me um, to the OA program was when me and a coworker, and I had never had gotten into a confrontation. It'd been years since I really um, acted up at work, and me and a coworker got really into a big argument right there in front of everybody where we were in a real shouting match. And that's when I knew then that I needed help and I needed and the only help that I knew that I could get would be in OA and that's when I ran back into the rooms again because I had been in and out the rooms but this time I really saw and I really was desperate because I said okay the gastric bypass it may help but it's not doing for me what I what I needed to do it's not put my life is still unmanageable and it's still out of control and I need the tools that only OA could offer me that um know how I could reach out and ask the God of my understanding to help me. And it showed me the ways of how to help, of how to um, get that help. And it also gave me the tools of sponsorship. And um, also, uh, before I went into OA as a child, I was always told that I was fat. And because girls, my mom was raised, she was like five inches taller than me. And she weighed less than 100 pounds. So she told me that girls are not supposed to have flab on their bones. And because I had flab on my bones, which was not fat at the time, but any type of meat on my bones, that I was fat. And I really believed that I was a fat person. And um, even though my I, my body is five foot four, uh, the doctor even told my mom that I was not fat. But she told me that the doctors were lying, that I was a fat girl, and um, 
So I believed her. I believed that I was set. And it was not until my journey now of releasing, um, since I've been in the program, I released 60 pounds, but altogether I released 150 pounds. I see now that I never was set back then. And uh, my body image was very, very distorted by that, those stories. But um, I came uh, I came in, in as a college senior. That's when, like I said, things had started to get um, out of out of hand. And because I had the distorted uh, body image of myself, I started wearing girdles because I was told that, you know, it was unbecoming to have uh, extra um even a healthy, uh, what the doctor would call a healthy uh, amount of body fat, she said I was supposed to have any, and I needed to wear girdles, to, uh, or what most women now would call shapewear, in order to get uh, keep my body uh, to suck in the extra fat. Well, as a young lady around 24, 25, OA was recommended to me by a doctor. And uh, no one, when I first came, it was at a hospital, the OA meeting, and no one ever spoke to me about a sponsor. No one ever talked to me about 12 steps of recovery or any of the things like phone meetings. Or, uh, and then sometimes we even went out to eat after the meeting. So I never really understand or understood what OA was about. And it was years later I came back when my cousin died, and I felt like well, life was just getting too short and I needed to do something to uh, get my life under control. And this was right before my, uh, years before my gastric bypass. And I came back into the program, and this time I learned about phone meetings and um, other things that later on when I came back this last time that really helped to save my life and kind of got me back on track. So I'm thankful for OA, even for back then. And, um, and as a result, uh, when I was in my weight gain, um, in the disease, I had to wear seat belt extenders whenever I went on an airplane, or so, and I could not go into grocery stores without getting a scooter to ride around in because I couldn't walk very far, and um, and uh, I could and or go into my favorite eating places. It was hard. Um, I had to be pushed around in a wheelchair when I went through the um the airport, especially Atlanta airport. I I had to have a wheelchair, uh, someone there to meet me as I got out the car. Um, this was early in the program. I had a problem with being honest, and a lot of my um, sponsors dropped me because I just couldn't tell the truth about what I ate. And I don't know why telling the truth at that time was such a problem with me. And um, some sponsors could not deal with it, and they told me, well, until you learn how to tell the truth, we need to um, – work with somebody who really is more serious about the program. And I felt like at the time I was being honest, I mean, was being serious, but I just seriously could not be honest about my program, and I just kept lying. And um, and like I said, that, um, uh, November 30th of 2021, I did enter the hospital to have gastric bypass, and the doctor told me that the surgery was just a tool and it was only going to help me lose one-third of the weight. But I ended up, uh, that was true, and um, the rest of it had to be through this program of OA that we're enjoying today. And, um, and, and, it, and, and it is helping me to um, get my life back together. But shortly, I, uh, like I said earlier, that's when I started to see that the disease, it did not stop the disease. 
So um, after getting into confrontations on the job and starting to see visually that my life was out of control, uh, that's when I came back into OA again six months ago, and I really had the desperate need of what some people say, that uh, you're really not going to really uh, – really be serious about the program until you really get desperate. That's what a lot of people used to say. And I really became extremely desperate to really want to be, uh, to get the recovery that the program had to offer. And um, as a result of OA, I have a program now that uh, it keeps me uh, connected with the with people who have the same disease as I have. And this program also gives me the tools of recovery to live by. So now instead of eating, I could pick up the phone. I could pick up, uh, I could uh, call, I could talk to a sponsor. I could talk to other people who are recovering. Uh, it's, I'm sorry, uh, I thought I heard somebody on the phone. Uh, it also gives me uh, literature, and it gives me uh, numbers of other people who I could talk to and vast amount of information and a sponsor, because this is the first time I've ever been recovered enough to even have a sponsor or to even be considered up for a sponsor. And um, that right there is, is a blessing, just the blessing of the program of living in the promises of being able to uh, walk through the grocery stores and not be struggling and tempted by the things that I see in the uh, grocery store. And um, in the meetings, it helped me to learn more about how to live a better recovery. And to have service, service helps me to get out of my own head and how to focus more on how to help others. And also, uh, this program has given me a new life. It, I don't have to uh, ride around in scooters no more at the uh, when I go to the grocery store or the Walmart. And I have a healthier connection with other people and I have more energy. Um, I have a body that can stand longer. And... I could um, actually dance when we have uh, Christmas parties. It's not all about the food, but I could sit around and talk to other people and get up and dance with coworkers when we had our uh, Christmas party um, earlier. And I laugh a whole lot more. And I enjoy events instead of just eating and evaluating the event according to the food that they have. Now I actually can enjoy the activity and the people around me. And now life is more enjoyable. And I have a life that uh, that I really like, and I have more life in my ears. And uh, with that said, um, my uh, recommended topic for the night would be gratitude. And I pass. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us. And thank you for the topic of gratitude. Appreciate that. Well, thank you. Hello again. This is Tammy P., your moderator for this meeting. You can listen to the most recently recorded speaker over the next 24 hours by calling 712 The recording is still on. You have been kicked from this conference.